Hello everybody, Josh Neighbors here. It is September 22nd, 2020 here for this edition of the Locked On Nationals podcast. It is unlike many post-game editions that we've done because we have somebody representing the other team on here, the other side of the equation, and the Nationals-Phillies thing. And, and this was because this guest, Ray Dunn, decided to uh, put up you know his appearance on, on Twitter and say, hey, if they lose, if, if the Phillies lose second game of the doubleheader, I will come on the show. Now, Ray is, Ray, we tried to get Ray on before, but the scheduling has not worked out. Ray runs the Ring It competition where fans basically on a spreadsheet, like guess which Phillies uh, player is going to hit a home run that night. So he's a pretty big part of Phillies Twitter. Ring It is his thing. Um, he won't say this, but I will. The Phillies stole his intellectual property, essentially. Uh, they used the Ring the Bell. They started doing that. Once Ray started using Ring It, they, you know, he, they reached out to him. And, uh, and <laughs> figured out he was doing that. And they they do that now. So um, Ray is, you know, I, I laugh at Ray, but Ray's also like, he's very big part of Philly's Twitter. He's a very big part of, uh, you know, Philly's fan base, I, I would say. So it, it's a fun conversation with Ray. And I said, you know what? Ray's coming on the show. So if you're a Nationals fan out there, I want you to sit back, relax, and just enjoy the seeds of destruction that we've planted. Because this is what it, this is the result, is the upset Phillies fans. I know it has not been a great season for the Nats, but playing spoiler to this Phillies group, considering Bryce and the fact that it's a Philadelphia sports team, and we know how DC fans feel about them, but it just feels cathartic, uh, and you know, it, it just the same way that a fifteen nothing game like the Nats had against the Marlins the other day felt cathartic. You know, is it just you kind of needed it. The Nationals are going for their first true sweep of the season tomorrow. The only sweep they had was a two-game sweep against the Rays uh, a couple weeks ago. And now they have a chance to get a four-game sweep against the Phillies, a team who, starting off the series, had that final playoff spot. And the Nationals, with a starting combination of <laughs> of Anibal Sanchez, Austin Voth, and Paulo Ospina, have taken a 3-0 series lead on the Phillies. Yadiel Hernandez hits his first career home run in the eighth inning, which was extra innings, in tonight's second game of the doubleheader. And it gave the Nationals an 8-7 win. It gave them a 3-0 series advantage, a chance to sweep tomorrow with Eric Fetty on the mound. I mean, there is a lot to unpack here, but I think the most important part is the, the Nats are wrecking the Phillies' season. And at this point in time... All you can ask for is to play spoiler, especially against one of your rivals, especially considering all the circumstances surrounding the Phillies and the Nationals. Um, it just felt it just felt right. And having Ray on, I this is the worst thing to say, but like seeing the despair and the the frustration, I you know it's it, that's what sports is about. Like it, it, the part of sports is about. Making, you know, just having that one up, being able to one up your friends who are fans of other teams, being able to say, hey, we got you. And it's crazy to think that in a season with the Nationals, we're 19 and 31 in a 60 game season. We're still having a moment towards the back end where we can smile and laugh and say, well, look what the Nationals have done yet again. They shock us. They have been ass all year long. And here they come. They're able to provide some kind of of uh of joy of happiness and just enjoy guys this this is a fun one this is a fun one enjoy it you are locked on nationals 
your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors alongside me tonight. This is like an instant reaction. Ray Dunn, who is here because on Twitter today, he basically buried, he took the shovel, dug the dirt, buried his own grave and said, if the Phillies lose a second game of doubleheader, I will come on the podcast. <laughs> and so now the Phillies did this. They, they, I mean, they, they suck so much. I can't like the nationals are bad. And you also tweeted that the Phillies had clowned the nationals, but there's a good chance the season series ends up at six to four, which in my opinion is not much of a clowning. That's, you know, one game within 500. So once again, you look really dumb there too, Ray. Um, no, 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 no. Let's get this, let's set the record straight. No, Philadelphia, not the Phillies, not the Phillies as an or Philadelphia. I'm talking about the Twitter subset that had fun with that terrible graphic that the Nationals tweeted out. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not which graphic? Which graphic? When they tweeted the gra- whatever the record was against, it was what forty and thirty nine after oh. in the last oh. since yeah. yeah, it was like yes. this. Oh, we could. Oh, beating Philadelphia isn't as hard as they say it is. Nobody has ever said this is the losiest franchise in the history of sports. It's not difficult to beat this franchise. Everyone does it. Literally everyone. More than any other franchise. It's because they've been around for so long. It's not. It's... No, they suck. This organization's been around since 1883. That's, that's what I said. postseason 14 times. 1883. You understand how long that is to only be there 14 times? Give me a break. This organization is bad. It's terrible. So, I I mean, if you had told me, like, if you said, hey, Josh, set the odds on the Nationals winning the first three games of the series with with Anibal Sanchez, Austin Voth, and then Paolo Espina pitching, Sanchez has been an abject disaster. Austin Voth, like, will be lucky if he gets anywhere near a, a, a major league roster next season. And Paolo Espina had not pitched the major leagues in three seasons. And you were like, they beat the – you know, if you said, what are the odds they win the first three games, I'd be like, I'll give you – like, I'll give you uh, 3,000 to one odds. And here we sit. The Phillies now – I'm going to act like I thought the Phillies were garbage the entire season. I actually thought, like, I, I was on here a couple weeks ago and said, hey, I think they're a playoff dark horse just because I like the I like their, I love their lineup. Really love – and also, I think they have some quality good in front, like, starting pitching. So, I think if they got some momentum out of the first round, that, that could help them forward. But, man, I mean, Nola got outpitched by Austin Voth, like, badly. Badly. I mean, if yeah. Austin Voth – Austin Voth – you have not had a great start all season. I jump in. Is this well, the part where I jump in? And well, I just, I just want to, I just want to ask you, Ray. Like, how does Austin Voth have no good outings the entire season, and then throws a complete, well, you know, seven incomplete game? I mean, this guy barely makes it through five, and he threw seven against you all with only one blemish with the home run to Segura against Aaron Nola. Okay. And here's the thing: who's fighting for a playoff spot? Not the Nationals. Right. Right. Really? Yeah. Now this team has packed it in for the third straight year. We love to see it. Um, they packed but, it in. They just suck. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Push came to shop and they suck. They are, they're objectively bad, yes. I mean, to be fair to the whole Phillies lineup that you love, I mean, you could put together as like a Frankenstein of the injuries to these players. Like, I mean, right now, JT is on a bad hip. 
that they're playing him through because now it's, a, it's the, the little Easter egg should be in drop from Klentak suggests that JT's gone, which honestly, if I was JT, I'd run away too. Like I would be out of town so fast. You're going to get, you're going to get top dollar and I don't have to play. I don't have to catch these bullpen pitchers another year. I don't have to catch Vince Velasquez again in my career. Sign me up. Take me to the airport. I'm done. Get me out of here. I mean, Harper, you can see it the way he's running around. He, something's wrong with – his back is bothering him. McCutcheon, I, well, hold, did he play in this series? I'm not even sure he showed up. Did he Did he even make the trip uh, to yeah, D.C.? Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. I mean – He brought a title back to D.C. last year, all right? <laughs> Big part of that. Hey, at least, you know, look, he was worth it for the marketing Listen, the push, Phillies right? The Phillies are playing Mickey Moniak. Mickey Mouse? Right. I could sell some jewelry. Mickey Moniak is in the starting lineup. That should tell you all you need to know about this team. They traded for Brandon Workman. I'm not sure I've seen Brandon Workman actually save a game yet this season. I mean, he's been, you know, oh my. he's been miserable. Oh, yeah. Pavetta, as we're, as we're speaking – or tonight, uh, five innings, eight strikeouts. So I'm excited for Pavetta to figure it out up in Boston. That'll be great. That'll be real fun for the rest of us. Connor Siebel, we haven't even seen him up there yet, and he's, he's far and away better than Hembury and Workman. What, how, how? Is there like a vortex? You get off the plane in Philadelphia, and you forget how to pitch as a reliever? Is that what it is? is David Phelps, objectively good. Got to Philadelphia, literally batting practice. Literally batting. He's a pitching machine. He just fires it down the middle, bang, out into the seats. What is this? What are we doing here? I'm. I'm personally enjoying it. Like I, I thought they were in the they were in the catbird seat, and they were you know, and the Phillies you know were coming to town, thinking, hey, we'll put our nose to the ground. You know, well, it's four games. Even if they earn a split, they're still in a good position, and they have looked like. The, I mean, I just have to say, the shittiest team ever. Like, the Nationals have not swept anybody this season. They haven't. They got a two-game sweep against the Rays. The Nats have, the Nats have matched their sweep total for the season. And they, I think this is actually their longest winning streak, too. I mean, if, if the, if the Nat, there's nothing the Nationals would love more than to put the nail in the coffin and look, I mean, statistically speaking, like not numerically, the, the Phillies still have a great chance to rebound next week. But if they lose tomorrow, they should, they should not even play Tampa Bay. There's no reason to show up because it's over. It, it's over. I mean, I think they're a half, was it a half game back right now because uh, Minnesota, uh, Milwaukee won today. But there's no – One game. One, one game. game back. And they were, what, one game up going into the series? They were – yeah, yeah. Maybe even going going into the day. They were still actually they were still the eighth wild card going into the oh, day. Oh yeah, no, 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 oh yeah, they absolutely were. They and I, mean, they, you know, there's just it's it's like the Nationals like watching them have more resolve tonight than the Phillies gave me a lot of pleasure. But also too, you're like, what the hell? And this is the thing about Gabe, and I, this is where I want to get to. Gabe Kapler like didn't like did not deserve this. Like, thank you. Like, he didn't deserve this. I mean, oh, I, I love to watch. And if, honestly, if they snuck into the playoffs from where that roster and where that team was, I like th- that. That would make me so happy. I'm, I'm not even sure. You know, I'm not sure how much you can tell me how much Philadelphians are even paying attention to Gabe Kapler now. 
Oh no! Oh, but, but if they got in, if they get three, if the Giants got into that eighth spot, the Gabe Kapler Giants with that roster, which you can tell me how it's improved. Still, I mean, in the division they're in, with the darling Padres and the juggernaut, juggernaut Dodgers playing them twenty times, if that team makes it in, if that team makes it in with Gabe Kapler at the helm. I like it validates all the stuff about about how Gabe was just he got the hook too fast, man. Bring it to me. Bring me this dark <laughs> timeline. I'm all in. Give me not give me Gabe t- taking one from the Dodgers in the first series. Give me. I don't even care. Gabe could lose twenty to nothing in both games against the Dodgers. If he makes the playoffs and the Phillies don't, maybe it's about time we all take a little look. Look at the organization, the big picture here. Scapegoating the manager. Who brought the, that 2018 team, the team that went above five, 15 games above 500 in August? That team, the third hitter on that team was Nick Williams. I love Nicky Dubs. Are you going to have Nick Williams hitting third on a team? No, there was good managing, and that team overachieved, regressed hard to the mean at the end of the season. The team was like, oh, we finished close to 500. Let's just spend big money, and it's going to solve all of our problems. You go out, you trade the best pitching prospect you've had in the last like three decades for two years of a catcher nearing the age of 30. Oh yeah. Why not? Because it's going to help us land Harper because they want Harper because the fans, they thought the fans would like Harper more. That was, that was the scientific reason. It's, it's, they, 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 that's marketing. They, they paid him for the, the dollars that he can bring oh, to yeah. the franchise. Oh, absolutely. They, they do that. They still going to spend student money. They bring in Kutch, love Kutch right now. He's driving me a little nuts, but regardless, they bring in all these guys, they, the stupid money line. They get this close to the, the tax, and they're like, oh, 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 hold up. No, 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 no. We want to be good, but we don't want to be that good. We don't, we, don't want, we don't want that bad. They don't want that bad. Then you look at Klintak, who in himself is an absolute fool. And, and the way they've constructed this team, they created an artificial window for themselves that started last year and could end – in the next six weeks. And now you're like, oh, this is purgatory. This is really purgatory. This is, you're, you're trending towards hell. You are trending towards absolute baseball hell because they're going to be a mediocre franchise that doesn't draft well, and they're going to be stuck for the next 10 years with a superstar that's not going to really let them bottom out. So, hey, what the hell, man? This is you great. can't. This we is, also, you, you, can't, you guys is, cannot let Real Muto walk with what you gave up for him. Like, no. especially after six O Sanchez handed you all your ass the other night. I mean, you can't let him walk. Like, like you cannot. Let, it's like this. So, so we're gonna let this guy abuse us in the division every, you know, every every time we play them at least once for the next twenty years of our lives, and we're gonna let the guy we traded for, who you know has had a really good season, walk. I mean, by the way, by the way, six O Sanchez and the Marlins. Where are they? Where are the Phillies? Behind them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not saying Sixto Sanchez is the reason that's the case. The Phillies not being able to play the Marlins. The Marlins fielding a, ro- a minor league roster. Yeah, that's not the point, though. It's just watching that asset that you gave away be as good as oh, it no. is. Oh, absolutely. And look, oh, it's, absolutely. it's like if you keep Real Muto, it's, it's not like it was a bad deal. Like, it, like if you keep JT, it's not an awful – The word, okay, it's not – but here's the thing. You still got a productive player in return. And, like, and if, I think if you move, move him to first long-term, he might hit till he's 34, 35. I, I really believe Here's that. Here's your problem. 
Here's your problem with that. You move him to first. You got Reese, who, who they, hey, they tried left field. Yeah, hold on. They decided. DH, DH. What? Okay. Wait, wait. <laughs> Alec Bohm. Oh, no. And if we want to keep this, if we just want to, let's look at next year. You've got Kutch, who, listen, he looks slow out there in left field. There's no other way to put it. He looks slow out there. He's not moving like he should be moving. You got Jay Bruce, who also looks – Jay Bruce goes for a run out in left field and pulls a quad. I, he's been on the IL twice. Tells, whenever quad. a team trades for Jay Bruce, I'm really confused. I'm like, this guy, this guy, I wouldn't trust him to, like, catch balls at a Little League stadium. Like, the guy couldn't cover left field in, like, a 200-foot fence stadium. Tonight's Locked on Nationals podcast is brought to you by Indeed.com. Even though sports took a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time. And there's no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier like sponsored jobs, which are shown to have been three and a half times more likely to get you a result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it faster. Try Indeed with our free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. But you literally have, and then you got Phil Gosselin, who everyone fell in love with because of the two home run game at the beginning of the season. And get granted, he does barrel baseballs, and he's from the area, so he's one of us. So... He's going to have that going for him forever. So, really, you've constructed this roster to have about six or seven DHs. And first baseman. Yeah, right. It's really good first baseman forever. Hey, if it doesn't work out in the field, they always – I mean, I don't know how long JT, JT can catch, but, like, for me – I mean, because, you know, Kurt Suzuki's getting up there. and like Guys can make it long – and Torinos is old. But like for me, I, I always, I always, you know, Buster Posey's the exa- the the example. Like you're always one injury away from being a first oh, yeah. baseman. Always one injury away from being a first baseman. But I just, I just don't think they can let that guy. Kind of, like, JT's awesome in my opinion. They just can't oh, let him JT. walk. They can't for oh. what they gave up. They cannot let him walk. But did you see the Clentac quote today or today or yesterday? They all blend together right now in, in this. I mean, I don't even know if I'm making coherent sense. On no, it makes no. What you're saying is makes sense. But they said, like, with regards to the trade, yeah, we gave up an asset and we got two years of productivity out of JT. Well, no, no, no. The, the quote there is not two years of productivity out of JT. The quote is we got JT in return and we look forward to making him a part of our future. Now, don't tell me you've only got two years out. Is this the two years of productivity you wanted? Are you, excited? Of- Are you excited for him to come back to, to Citizens Bank next year in a Nationals uniform? No, he's coming back in a Mets uniform. Because well, the there's a zero percent chance he leaves the division. He's staying. Oh yeah, in this division, oh, there's a hundred percent chance. He's coming back. He's coming back in a Mets uniform. 
hundred percent. I don't know. I would love to see him be in a Nationals uniform. That's that would be my. Look at that Mets lineup and tell me they're just not one JT away. Oh the hell yeah, they are. I mean, well, they're they're like several starting well, pitchers yeah. away. It's more yeah, the problem well, for but, them. But, but yeah, the pitching, pitching. I just assume that their entire yeah, they were lucky. They they got a lot of everybody got a lot of Wilson Ramos. He hit much longer than we all thought that he would hit. Um, but like, it's this division that we thought would be one of the more competitive to start the year. It turns out it's filled with a pack of frauds. Like just how fraudulent the Nats, the Phillies, and the Mets have been. And look, if this season's longer, I like I, you know it wouldn't surprise me that if. This was a one six. Like the Mets are clearly a team that if they have Marcus Stroman, um, you know, it's the season's a bit different. If it's not you know, David Peterson and Stephen Matz going out there all the time, right. they probably make a move for a pitcher. You know, the Phillies might shit. The Phillies might make a move for a, at least a you know more. Bull, they make a move for more bullpen arms at, at the bare minimum. Give the farm away for it. But what what these is the teams farm? would be competitive in a longer season. But they folded the like lawn chairs when it mattered most. Oh, yeah. No, listen. These, these teams are all frauds. But, I mean, honestly, talking about the Phillies giving away the farm, what is the farm? Like, what? Like, well, it's all, it's all up the, right now. You brought it all up. <laughs> you're giving away the, the fence posts? Like, you, you, got, you don't have much to get. Like, this isn't this, – and this is what I was talking about at the deadline when the Padres give away, you know, X amount of prospects, and you're still like, oh, wow, that system looks pretty good. If the Phillies give up half of that much talent – you know, it'd be like six years until you saw another decent prospect come through the. But here's the thing: a lot of the guys they brought up have, have been pretty good. I mean, like the Phillies oh, yeah. farm. Bones up, bones now. good. Spencer Howard, the future looks. There's been innings where you've been like, "Oh, that's nice." The ERA is somewhere in the fives, but you know, you have those innings that you hold on to for an entire off season. And that's what it's about with the young guys. It's about that with the young right. guys. Right, you, that you can make the highlight clips about, that you can hype yourself up about. You'll forget about the bad innings. You'll remember the good ones. Um, I mean, JoJo Romero, until the last week, when I really got obsessed with him, was really good. And now that I like him, he's been bad, but that's just the way that works. Um, Mickey Moniak is, is a waste of a first overall pick in a 2016 first round that wasn't particularly talented. They, still, they managed to screw it up fantastically, which, hey, you know, People, people in this town literally are accepting the fact, like, oh, he's first overall pick. Yeah, it's fine if he's a fourth out, outfielder. Why? Why are we? Why is that like? Oh, oh, that's okay. That's not okay. No, there's nothing okay. Look at the 2016 Phillies draft, and immediately you want to rip your eyeballs out. The amount of talent that they like. They were the first overall pick. They were early in every round because, hey, they sucked. And first round, they get Moniak. Ten picks later, Kyle Lewis comes off the board. And Kyle Lewis is not an all-star by any means. But you're not tell- you can't tell me that you wouldn't want Kyle Lewis on the team. Second round, I, can't- I forget the name of the guy they took. It-, it leaves me at this current moment. Pete Alonso was taken in that second round. Fifth round, they take Cole Irvin. Cole Irvin, 88-mile-per-hour left-hander that is pretty much batting practice. Biggio goes after that. Like, just the – and you're not going to hit on every pick. But I'm just asking for one. Like, I think they honestly went 40 rounds and managed to miss on every single one. Here's what I'll say, here's what I'll say Ray, about all this is that if there's a town that deserves to be tortured by their teams like this, it is Philadelphia. 
Like you guys, you all, you all deserve what's happening to you with the Eagles. You no, that's just not true. Yes, that it is. is. Yes, no it way. is. Yes, you and I both grew up where it was like we want to kill Donovan McNabb in, in public. We want to stone him to death. And the next okay. week it's like we love Donovan. That's, that's our guy right there. All right. There, there are certain people that deserve this. I do not deserve And most it. of them are media members in Philadelphia. Let's Many- be clear. I, I came into the season with the Phillies. I said, okay, this pitchy rotation – not good enough. Not good There's some days in Philly Twitter, it's like Bryce Harper, and then he's disappeared. You guys are like, I mean, can we jettison this man to Mars? But, but the, funny thing, the funny thing about Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper, and I said this on the Philly Nation podcast last week, Bryce Harper is the group project leader that says, we're going to do this, and then just disappears. Man said they were going to win 9 out of 10. In those 10 games, he hit 143. This was this was well. He he did he did say the Nationals would win the World Series, and they did after he left. Right. So I mean, that was one project he did well on. Speaking of projects, he disappeared from. <laughs> yeah, like like I love Bryce. Bryce is exciting. Love him, and yeah, they suckered me with the whole marketing ploy. Yeah, I've got the I've got the uh, baby blue Harper jersey. I look like every fat action. guy on Temple's campus. All right, yeah, I've got the Aaron Nola bobblehead right here. I'll give up five runs against a 20-win team in the mo- most important start of my career, Aaron Nola, bobblehead. Right there. Yeah, like, listen, this team was not built for – like, this team was not built to win this year no matter what they said. Like, they tried. I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy no, that. I'm not, tell, I'm not telling you that the expectations weren't there. I'm telling you, looking at this roster, I couldn't convince myself on day one that this was a team that was going to compete. In a there's 16 teams in the playoffs though, and you don't think okay. like what, with lineup they had. I'm sorry. Right now, fighting with the Giants and the Brewers for the eighth seed is not competing. But I okay, I understand. That, but like you're in a division with the reigning World Series champions. You're in a division with the Mets who want to be good. You're in the division with the Braves who are a hundred win baseball team. And also, you guys went out and spent a lot of money too. So it's like you know, you guys want to be in a in a in in that group, right? And you no, were for a long time. Through. You were second in that division for a long time. I, I think the problem here is it's it's not as bad as you think it is. Like it's just the worst part about it is that it shouldn't be like this. You're acting like it should be. It shouldn't be like but the Nationals like, should not be embarrassing you all the way that they are. No, they shouldn't. I so agree. so it's it's not like it's that hard. I mean. You know, but you, but I think you're you're missing the point here. the 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 goalposts for the season got moved when they won in ten out of eleven. That team before they won ten out of eleven was nine and fourteen. They had a historically bad bullpen. That was okay. The bullpen's going to correct itself. It didn't, and they they brought in arms to correct that bullpen, and somehow it got worse. That's which, that's yes, that is the bad part. That's bad luck in the 60-game season because overall that probably corrected itself. But, I mean, you would hope to God it corrected itself. They kept an 8 ERA through an entire season as a bullpen. I think that would be – But you can overcome bad bullpen. I mean, example number one is, you know, the team sitting – you know, that they played tonight with the Nationals basically made up for it. But here's – okay, I just want to say this. This team should be competitive. And and the reason when – the day I knew it should be is that when when Alec Bohm, like, when I watched him really for the first time, and so it's like, wow, this guy is a professional quality hitter. Yes. And you think about, okay, it's, it's him, McCutcheon, uh, Segura, who we, I mean, you know, not the season that he's, no, you scab, but like Gene Segura, I mean, is a damn good hitter. 
on, on the whole. Harper, Real Muto, you know, that lineup, like having at least those five guys, Kutch, Boom, Real Muto, Harper, and uh, – and, um, um, who am I missing? I was – Reese. Yeah, Reese. Oh, Reese. Yeah, Reese too. Reese. No, yeah, I mean that. The, like the Nationals can't have three good hitters. Like Turner and Soto is all they got. That, that's all they got. I mean, and you know they, they try to find a way to win games this year. Like the the, the Phillies, there are there are more bad. There are uh, like you know there's there's more bad hitters in the Nationals lineup. Then there are good hitters in the Phillies. The Phillies have a good ass lineup. So I'm trying to say, they no, I mean they shouldn't be getting drubbed by the, the last week of the season while they're trying to be competitive. Obviously, I don't think that this like this series isn't. But the overarching season as a whole, looking at the season coming into the year, they were built as an offense that was going to outrun you and outgun you. This was they didn't put together a rotation or a bullpen that was supposed to you know be amongst the tops in baseball. you got two good frontline starters. Jake Arrieta, who's a waste of $20 million. Um, Eflin. Yeah. And you, yeah, the Arietta contract itself. Not is great. Horrible. And it was horrible when they signed it. And I, again, I think they were doing Boris a favor to get Harper the next year. But again, neither here nor there. That is the name of the game though. It's kind of, it's kind of how this business goes. Right. Yeah. But, the whole point, the the rotation, you had two good arms and you were hoping one that you picked that one of them made a third, which you didn't really get. As for the bullpen, you knew it wasn't good. You didn't expect it to be this bad. Like I saw it at best they were a mediocre team in this division. The frustrating part is this division sucked. And they couldn't capitalize on it because Bullpen historically bad. Right now, your starting first baseman might need Tommy John. Uh, every like you can go down the list. I last week I did the podcast with Todd's like. Let me see if I can find my notes. I literally had an entire section with injuries, and I kept having to cycle back and add something. I mean, you got Jose Alvarez out right now with a, a testicular contusion. Like what? That's just the season you've had. That's just the season you've had. Good teams overcome. That's what I think. I mean, you know, that's 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 kind of my point. Like, and I, I think I legitimately, I, mean, I legitimately think the Phillies should be a good team. That I I I understand what you're saying is that like you know it's kind of almost like this was bound to happen type deal, but this squad should not be this bad. But I'm saying. For me, I looked at this team at the beginning of the season and said, ah, rather mediocre. Right now, ah, rather mediocre. And what's happened since leads me to believe that they should, they should be a good team. And I agree with you on that. They should be good. Right. This current iteration should be a good team. But yeah. my mind, as warped as it is, has already moved on to the fact that they are going to play themselves out of this playoff spot. And when they do – I've already accepted that JT is not coming back because this team doesn't want to go over the tax. And I've accepted the fact that in some weird convoluted way, Didi will be gone because they won't, they just will botch that. And they'll sign some pitcher to be the Jake Arietta of my last three years. And I'll hate him too. 
Anibal Sanchez. You guys, you guys can sign. You guys can sign Anibal Sanchez after, after this season. I, one more thing before we. I, I just want to say this. I, I just is there one team in Philadelphia that wants to show some some testicular fortitude and just not pack it up and go home? Because the Sixers did. Uh, the okay. Eagles have not really started off hot. I mean, they look like a, a you know just complete abject disappointment. The Philadelphia Union. Okay, that doesn't count. I'm talking about four major sports. I don't want to hear about the Philadelphia Union. Okay, sorry. Um, sorry that you don't like soccer. I don't uh, no, I love I, – I hate the MLS. No, different, no. Different conversation for a different time. Okay. I, the, I, and the Flyers didn't completely pack it up and leave, you know. After, after uh, round robin and all that, they packed it in. They, they were bad in the first series. They got bailed out because they were playing – uh, Canadians second series they didn't, they were the worst team like they were bad I mean they the Sixers are an atrocity to the game of basketball in the year 2020 their their front office is so horribly inept that the rest of the town gets a pass for being terrible and as for the Philadelphia Eagles hey Super Bowl hangover you know what it's just been – I just want to know what has it been like to watch a Washington team take you guys from a high point, i.e. 17 points up or in a playoff spot, and just grab you and drag you below the depths like they have in the last in, – in a week and a half spent. I was raised below the depths. I don't care. Like, at this – like, like what, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to go out there and show Carson Wentz how to play quarterback? No, this is the situation I'm stuck Ray, in. This is I why we to... had you on tonight. It's just, I, I, you know, it's been a tough season for us, and we just wanted to revel in, in what you're going through right now. Listen, I, I hope, I hope everyone out there who's struggling through a Washington sports season at Ray Dunn BTV, please clown the hell out of me. Make yourselves feel better. <laughs> I hate these Philadelphia teams as much as you do. They suck. If not more, if not more. What do you want? Like, no, you. I want nothing else. You've you've done a great I mean, job. You've given us everything we wanted tonight. You've given us everything. You no, know, I, I, I mean, I'm what? feeling much more optimistic now after talking to you. Yeah, good. You <laughs> should. I hope that I'm bringing joy to your life All because right. I am so devoid. I've had to watch <laughs> after this last decade of Phillies baseball. The fact that I'm still here. And and Dude, discussing oh Phillies God. baseball, it's just like you all act like you guys had to go to like Fallujah or like Vietnam. You're like, oh, I'm still here standing. It's it's baseball. But, You'll be okay. But, but that's the whole point. Like, okay, the Phillies lost three in a row to three hard pitchers on a baseball team that packed up its 2020 season three weeks ago. All right, you know what, like. This it's funnier for me. I get to fire off a couple jokes on Twitter. I go to bed. I wake up the next morning. I gotta get work done, and then seven o'clock comes around, and guess what? They disappoint me again. Nothing if not consistent. I get to enjoy the fact they suck. I get to just what like if I if I really lived and died with every single pitch and game with this team, I would have been dead a long time ago. I don't know if that's true. I mean, you do have you. Do, that's not true at all. You have the Phillies home run ring it thing every day. You do live and die with this team. I mean, not oh, die. I love this. 
I love I love and hate this team like no one else. Like I I I enjoy I go with the highs, I go with the lows, but at at the low point you have to realize like if if Anibal Sanchez is ending your season, maybe it wasn't meant to be. Maybe it just maybe I would say no if Paulo Espina is ending your if Yadiel Hernandez is ending your season. <laughs> Hey, I hope you enjoy Eric Fetty tomorrow. Six, he's going to go six innings. You can't, you can't make this, make stuff, this up. stuff up. It's a great book about writing nonfiction. You can't make this stuff up about the <laughs> Phillies, okay? Listen, you don't know what's going to happen. When it happens, it makes for a great story. Someday we're going to sit around and talk about the 2020 season, and I'm going to roll my eyes. So will I. Ray Dunn, where can people find you on, on social media? I mean, if they want to, that's that's a dangerous game for themselves. But at Ray Dunn, BTB, uh, thank you for having me on. You know, I really feel like I needed this. This is my 12-hour day. I go from 9.30 in the morning to 9 at 9, 9.30 at night. Um, so this was a nice he place. He feels bad for you. you. You agreed to this on Twitter, so I don't feel bad oh, for you. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, I said this is good. I, I got a lot out here. I think I really projected – so you did you pretty you you projected for sure that was that was <laughs> a good job with that this is this is the second podcast i've been on this week to voice my frustrations with this organization and uh if you know anyone who's booking for a third i would be more than happy to oblige <laughs> and continue to rip this thing apart I, i'll talk to arm laden of the, of the locked on marlins podcast he might enjoy your he might enjoy your despair too I, i'm all for it if he wants to talk about six though i'm all in Oh, he's uh, he's the biggest prospects guy you'll ever meet. So I mean, he's oh, got, you know. awesome. That's fantastic. Actually, he'll tell you he'll tell you guys in the Phillies organization that you can be excited about. He'll find some guys for you that can be excited about. I promise you that. Okay, I, I yeah. <laughs> Ray Dunn, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate his <laughs> time tonight in the show. We appreciate his time. Can't wait for the sweep, first one of the season, big one. Knocking the Phillies FML. out of the playoffs is our playoffs right now, Nationals fans. So uh, make sure you guys check out the Locked On MLB podcast and the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. All of these things are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we go, I want to let you guys know that today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for pro mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. RockAuto.com offers the lowest possible prices rather than charging based off what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is also for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, once again, RockAuto's prices are reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know what we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com